All right. Welcome to the Rise Up Podcast. I am your host, Jonah Mitchell. On this show, I do my best to help simplify everything that goes into the weight loss process, especially uh, by helping you learn to get out of your own way. And, uh, you know, this is uh, something I genuinely enjoy getting to do. Um, You know, even if I never speak to you, I hope I'm able to even make a small impact in your journey. And, you know, I just want to kind of start things off, you know, going over uh, today's episode with really under helping you understand the the way that you really sustain just keep your results for the for for life for the long term and it it comes about under it comes from understanding like who you are (laughs) this is a bit weird this is a bit strange but um i i i like to i like to remind people that you know weight loss and fat loss are a lot more emotional um than logical a lot of the times and you know there's those people out there who you know could just take the information and run with it and see and create awesome results but the, a lot of information doesn't really solve a lot of the emotional psychological problems that many people face and it's not the fact that you, you're broken or anything like that but it's really you know the core of behavior change um the core driver of behaviors in general is who we believe we we are um and this is something I did a presentation on um, at the beginning of the uh, current challenge. You know, we're halfway through it right now, uh, early August of 2023. So whenever you listen to this, this still holds true. Um, the 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 way that we see ourselves is is it really it, re- it could really make the process a lot more difficult than it needs to be, right? And really, I want you to start understanding. Uh, what you want, what you say you want to accomplish, and how often you're always finding a reason to not stay consistent or letting life get in the way of of those goals, and you choose to to give up because of it, right? Or at least you know temporarily stop chasing it, um, and wait and wait till the next time you get motivated to pick it back up again, because these things that you're the this process that you find yourself in are often because there's two people fighting in your head um, um, to decide which choice that you want to make the version who you currently are. And I like to refer to this as the negative voice or the little voice, whatever the voice is um, that likes the way things are things. Our body and our mind really, really hates to change. Um, Even if it's detrimental for our health in the long run, our body uh, and our mind will get used to whatever we tell it to do, whether we're aware of it or not. So it will always make a terrible situation bearable. Um, and that's usually the part of us that makes mindless choices and or uh, uses food for comfort and undermines all the progress that we're making or um, the the part of us that doesn't feel like what we do is good enough and always tearing ourselves down. Um, you know, there's that's the part that we get used to being. And that is suppressing who we want to be, who we want to identify as the real us, the real you that's been suppressed for so long that gets frustrated or feels guilty when when you make a decision that doesn't really align with you right and when it comes down to it right if you always if you're always saying that you want something yet you always turn around and do something different more knowledge isn't going to fix your problem right you need to address the real problem of the situation and look at who you see yourself as who do you deep down believe that you are um and it goes throughout this process right the process of understanding who you are now is usually just becoming self-aware, right? Who you are and how do you behave? 
And then when you kind of look at who you currently are, and even though it may be hard, right, we want to accept it. We want to say, okay, this is who I have been. This is how I've been showing up. And no, I don't like it. No, it's not um, It's not helping me get to my goal, but it is who I am currently. And once we accept it, right, and people get really weird about acceptance. <laughs> they admit, they think it's an admittance of failure. It's like, no, if we can't accept who we have been, Right. And we always try to run away from it or suppress it. It will always find a way to come back out. It's the same relationship that we that uh, that a child will have if you're always telling it no over and over and over. You're telling a child you can't have it. You can't have it. You can't do this. You can't do that. Right. So when we constantly avoid accepting who we are, that current version of ourselves will always find a way to prove itself right that you can't stay consistent that you aren't good enough that you will you will always fall off and instead of you know messing up once and you know uh, 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 forgetting about it moving forward it'll make it make you feel like you have to keep uh, messing up and it's like the analogy if you if you pop a tire on the road uh, you don't get out and pop the other three right you would get out and fix it but that's usually who we are when we actively suppress it and don't accept that concept of who we have been right because if we get clear on who we are now we can start we can start changing who we can start identifying what needs to change to become who we actually want to be this identity process right you need to get abundantly clear on who you are right and this is what gives us or who you are who you want to be and where the gap is right what are the problems that you face that really make it hard for you to show up the way that you know you want to right cuz that's who we need to start acting like right the whole uh, logic of fake it till you make it that's pretty accurate <laughs> cuz after a while after you start faking if after you're faking it, even though you may not believe that the identity is you after a, a while after a after yeah after a long while you'll have accumulated so much proof that you are that person that you say you want to be that your brain will start to believe it right but it has to come from awareness first Build awareness. But, you know, I don't have a visual right now, but I really want you to understand, like, how to work um, this self-concept, this current version of you, and really understand where this version of you came from. Because after we have that self-concept and we have that idea of who we want to be, right, we need to accept and understand where we got our current behaviors from, right? There is no behavior that we do that we didn't pick up from somewhere. We didn't learn it from somewhere, right? For most of us who struggle with emotional or stress eating, we weren't born to be stress eaters. We didn't come out the womb choosing food to solve our problems. We learned it from somewhere based off the environment that we were in, based off what we were conditioned to believe. And for example, right, this is a story I share very often. My childhood was hot, was was tough. Right. I didn't control a lot as a kid. Right. My my um, father figures were a revolving door. And the ones who did stick around, except for kind of later in my life, taught me that violence, abuse was how you solve problems. Right. And so abused my mother, abused me, abused my family. And I could have easily believed that that was how this was supposed to go. Right. But that was something I chose not to, thankfully. Not to believe, essentially. But what I did learn from my mom 
uh, as I've gotten older, is that she's a very narcissistic, very um, everyone else uh, has a very hard time taking accountability for her own actions, right? She's done a lot better, right? I don't mean to throw her under the bus, right? It's just what she had me when she was really young and she had... She, she was doing the best with what she could, right? But she wasn't aware of her own struggles when she had me. And that's okay, right? I'm not, we have a much better relationship now. But I just understand that the reason why I was so self-defeating or I never felt good enough or I would often turn to anger um, for my problems was because I was conditioned to believe that. I was given those things, right? And we're often given an identity, behaviors, beliefs that are not our own right and when we get abundantly clear on who we are right and we start understanding where we got it from it makes the building a bridge to who we want to be a little bit easier right because if we can identify and understand oh i'm not a piece of shit for using food to solve my problems right i I, mine was meant i had a lot of mental struggles but i also really love candy because as I was trying to deal with my emotions as I was growing up, I would often often turn to Reese's or or Skittles. I love Skittles now that I realize I haven't had those in a while. <laughs> but chocolate is my main go-to. And I would often and still do have hard times when I'm stressed, when I'm emotional, I will turn and find the, the closest thing to candy to help me feel better, right? And again, when we overconsume calories and we have health goals and we choose food to solve our problems, this is a part of us who we are that is making it hard to be who we want to be. So we need to identify these patterns and where we got them from, right? Because when we identify, when we are aware and we understand the patterns, right, this gives us the ability to the the belief, I should say, that we can change our conditioning, that we can change who we have been and, and to inform um, form the beha- form the habits, the behaviors and the beliefs that will allow us to be who we want to be, right? Because when we identify, understand the triggers, the environments that we were in that gave us a lot of these behaviors and you don't have to have a uh, like a tragic backstory like I do, right? It's not even that, you know, there's a lot of people who have it worse than I did, right? But I, it's not about comparison. It's about it, you, you, you've you developed beliefs and behaviors from somewhere. So let's just understand where they come from. A lot of people have a hard time going back to imagining some tough times in their life, right? But that's often where a lot of this stems from. You know, it doesn't have to happen when you're a kid. It could happen when you're an adult, you know? It's just about getting clear on where it may have started, Right. You don't have to have the exact answer. I only know where I mine comes from because I've had to do a lot of work. I spent years understanding myself, therapy, self-help books, uh, coaching, so many other. I spent so much time trying to figure this out. And I'm, I'm doing my best to save you that time to give you the, 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 the ability to start looking around in those areas in your own life and see if you can start identifying your own patterns and where they came from. Because when we understand where our patterns developed, we can start pinpointing and catching the triggers that remind ourselves of those situations, right? So if you often turn to food for comfort and you understand that it was a time where you hadn't, you couldn't control much, but food did make you feel, did make you feel better in those moments, then anytime we're in a very similar environment, our brain will try, will think it's the same environment. We're the only creatures on this planet that can think something and our body reacts like as if we're there. It's very, it's, 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 it's amazing. And it's also very detrimental because trauma can be very real, <laughs> even though we're not in that environment anymore. 
And that when we understand where we got the behavior from and why we have why when that trigger happens in our life as we're adults, right, why we turn back to that behavior to quote unquote solve our problem, then then we gain the ability to take and remind our body, our mind that, hey, it's okay that we want to respond this way, but it's not we're not in that environment anymore. So we don't have to respond the same way that we used to. Right. This is a uh, another uh, less you know less serious, less emotional response. Is people have a hard time throwing away their food, and a lot of times they were kids. They were they were taught that there's starving kids in Africa that would love to eat that food. So they have this this uh, relationship that they have to always finish everything that's on their plate. My wife actually struggled with this for a while, and it's not because you know. And this this often help, makes it hard for people to stop when they're full and they it's much easier for them to overconsume calories, especially when they have a, a weight loss goal that feels like it's hard to do and that they feel like they're fighting against themselves because somewhere when they were younger or somewhere along the line, they were they learned that they have to finish their plate. And that core memory bleeds into adulthood. Right. So the concept of throwing away food is detrimental because when you were a kid or whenever you learned it, right, it was a punishment for it. There was scolding. There was ridicule, maybe, right? So that that pain, that fear of going through that again, is worse than saying, "No, I'm full. I'm done eating," right? Knowing that it goes against our weight loss, our health goals, because the person we are is still identifying with who we were back then when we learned that behavior, right? But when we start identifying that trigger and understanding where we got it from, it's like, okay, I'm no longer in that environment. I don't need to respond this way anymore. Right. It's on automatic because we've practiced it for so long. We believed it, right? Become it became a part of who we were. But when we're trying to become the person who shows up for themselves and doesn't have the same struggles of of always feeling like they have to eat their food, always feeling ob- obligated to say yes to food, right? We get to look at that environment and say, Great, this is how I usually respond. This is how I want to respond. Right? If I'm full, I want to be okay with putting my food back or putting it away and, and being done with it. Right. Because I'm no longer in that environment. This is the process of changing the, the your identity, understanding and more importantly, accepting who you are now, where you got your beliefs and your behaviors from, and then stepping in and addressing those those struggles. Because these are the things that diet plans, that workouts, they don't fix. <laughs> this is what the problem really is. If you in the industry, it's like people are so focused on the physical of getting people in and out as quickly as possible. They don't actually look at the person and what they need and what they've been through. This is why so many people will go and lose weight and it doesn't last. I I want people, my biggest pet peeve is to help them understand why. If they understand why they behave a certain way, then they can catch it. Then they can actively change it. This is the key to sustainability because this, like, just because we get good at identifying the pattern and then we practice a new one instead of choosing food when we're stressed or emotional, right? We we go for a walk, we journal, we read, or we breathe, or we do anything, right? One of my clients who struggles a lot with emotional eating, she loves she loves dancing, she loves listening to music, so that's something that she's practicing and focusing on. Whenever she feels the need to eat, she focus. She's going to do her best to catch it. And replace it with music or dancing or something like along those lines, right? When we get good at that, right? When we does it take all of those beliefs that we struggle with? It doesn't take it away. 
there are still times where we'll still want to turn to food for our problems, to turn to something else that is holding us back from getting to where we want to go because it's what we practiced for so long. So we have to practice the new pattern over and over and over again. Even when you get to a point where you don't have to think about it as much, right? It doesn't go away. And I'm saying this from experience. I still uh, oftentimes have to fight myself from um, eating when I'm stressed, <laughs> right? I'm not perfect, right? I didn't completely eradicate it, but now I'm much better at catching it, identifying it, say, this is what is causing my stress and anxiety right now. And I want to eat food, but I know it's not going to solve my issue because it's going to go against my goals that I have for myself. It's going to add extra calories that will make it harder for me to maintain my physique, my goals that I, I wanted to achieve, right? And I, I oftentimes tell my clients that the crazy people are the crazy people are the ones who don't talk to themselves, right? We, yeah, we're oftentimes talking to ourselves a lot. We're very negative. We're, we're, we're very guilt-driven, uh, or we, we remind ourselves of how guilty we should feel, right? But it's talking to yourself rationally instead of emotionally, instead of negatively, right? Everything that we think is totally valid because we believed it for as long as we can remember, right? It's been our truth, but it doesn't mean it's the actual truth. And when we start to identify the pattern and catch the response, we get to change it into something that aligns with that identity that we want to be. We change our core, our, we, when we understand our conditioning, we change our core concept, our self-concept, and then we apply it to the results that we want to live, uh, the results that we want to achieve. And then we look, then we look at the mindset and behaviors that get to that those physical results. But if we don't start with these foundational pieces of conditioning and self-concept, if we don't accept who we are and where we've come from, no matter how many times you say you're motivated, no matter how many times you get a new diet plan or a new workout program, you will always revert back to who you deep down know you are. No matter how successful you are. I've seen it countless times, people losing over 100 pounds. And then within a few years, they gain all the way back because they were only focusing on the external, the behaviors, the, the motivational mantras that are constantly everywhere. Yes, we need to remind ourselves a lot about uh, why this matters. But if we're not using those reminders to help change our self-concept, change who we believe we are deep down, then no matter how much you say you want something, you will always find a reason to make an excuse or to go back to who you believe you are. And that's not fair to who you want to be. And it's also not fair to beat yourself up for who you are now. Because a lot of times you didn't ask for it. <laughs> you didn't ask to be a negative as negative to yourself. You didn't ask for the environment that you were in that gave you certain responses that whenever you're in those response in those situations in your adult life, you revert back to who you, you who you were in those environments, right? Because our brain is so good at protecting us. It's so good at remembering situations that it could cause damage and harm. So it's prepared, right? This version of us who we are, who we've been, right, is trying to protect us. It's trying to help. Because I want to I kind of go over this really quick. That relationship or that, uh, that behavior that we learned, it helped us get through a really tough time. Whatever it was, it helped us then. And it thinks it's still helping us now. But it's not. 
And this is why we feel like we're contradicting ourselves, why we're so frustrated, why we feel so guilty when we make choices that don't align with us. Because we keep reverting back to somebody like a a child version of us, a younger version of us that had no idea what was going on, but was just trying to make it through. And when we give that, that version of us some understanding, some kindness, say, thank you for your input. I appreciate you trying to help. But right now, you're making it harder for me to live the life that I want. You're making it harder for me to get the goals that I want. So I'm gonna need you to put I'm gonna need you to to put uh put you in the back seat. I need to be in the driver's seat right now. And instead of us turning to food, we're gonna turn to a we're gonna turn to a walk. We're gonna turn to water. We're gonna turn to reading. Whatever it is, whatever genuinely, and this is what this is what I love to ask my my clients when they struggle with emotional eating. What are other things they like to do to help them feel better that don't involve food? So now their brain's thinking of different patterns or different things to help for when that uh, when that situation, that trigger pops up. And now they're reinforcing and practicing that new identity. So now their brain starts thinking differently. It starts moving away from I'm the person who always turns to food to I'm the person who will prioritize myself the best way that I can in that moment. I will not turn to something that makes me feel worse. I will not turn to something that hasn't helped, that hasn't worked. I will turn to something that genuinely helps me feel better. And that creates the belief and the start the start to create a new identity. This is what I do with all my people who live in their heads all the time. <laughs> they, they, they struggle so much with the mental side. And I help them start making these connections. And eventually, the, the, a big part of why this is so hard, it's hard to track like how much progress you're making. Because eventually, you'll just be thinking differently. You won't have as much of the negative uh, response. You'll be able to make the choice that that genuinely works for you more often, a lot quicker, without the negative uh, drawbacks of it. All right, but it takes time, and it's hard to track. Like, am I making progress? Because a lot of times, if it's it's very difficult to have these conversations, these rational conversations with ourselves. But when you do it consistently, eventually, you stop thinking about it. It just happens and you start showing up and the behaviors that give you the body, the goals that you want, they become easier because you're no longer self-sabotaging yourself unknowingly. You changed who you thought you were. You changed the, the self-concept because you gave it understanding. You gave it, uh, you, you gave it, you told it it's okay for what it's trying to do, but now you need to be the adult. You need to be the parent and take care of yourself the way that you need to so that you get the results that last we don't do this if we don't address the identity who we believe we are by understanding where we got our current behaviors and why we have them right the results that we get don't last that's my biggest pet peeve and trust me i've been there i've been there where i thought i was doing everything right and things didn't go the way that and uh, i didn't get results i've been there when i literally was doing everything right and i got results and i felt miserable (laughs) because of it. So I didn't change my identity. I ch- I constantly stayed the same emotionally, mentally identity with my identity. And that is the scariest thing for people. Because if they change so much in the external, but they still feel the same on the inside, it feels like a waste of time. But I've tried to save you that time. So this is what it takes to see results that last. You have to change who you think you are. And if you're constantly doing things that that contradict what you say, there's probably an identity issue that you need to address, at least a mental mental hurdle that you need to cross that will help you start making even more progress that won't that you won't unknowingly undermine. Um, but yeah, I hope this helps.
This is, this is, like I said, this is something that I genuinely love talking about, love teaching, and I hope you found it helpful. I hope it helped you even in a small way. And if it did, it helped you uh, make some connections. If it helped shift your perspective, if it helped just give you some clarity on some things, I really appreciate it. If you shared it with just one person, um, my entire goal is to help as many people as I possibly can. And even if I never get to speak, speak to you, um, I hope I get to make some sort of impact on your journey and help you be the person that you know you want to be. Um, And if you want to see more of my stuff, um, go ahead and check check the show notes um, down below. Uh, also leave a review of the episode of the podcast. I think that's a thing now. I'm I've steadily started getting reviews from people and I really appreciate it. So, you know, um, it really helps the, the the show grow. And I really appreciate the growth that I have been seeing uh, from everybody who continues to listen to me. So thank you so much. If you're a longtime listener, a new listener or a current or old client, I appreciate you no matter what. And if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to ask. I'm always happy to help. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the next one.